are listening to The Serpent Cast. I am Annabelle Gatt. I'm Casey Halter. And I'm Sophie St. Thomas. We talk, obviously, about sex and witchcraft on this podcast, given that it is a sex and witchcraft podcast. And <laughs> if, as we always say, you are the strongest ingredient in your magic and in your sex life, you really only need yourself in your hand. But that being said, if you feel like buying some sex toys or some nice relaxing tinctures, there is a wonderful shop called The Knox Shop, N-O-X-S-H-O-P. They sell everything from herbal tinctures that I use to help me relax at night, just a few squirts in my tea. All the Serpent Sluts are pretty big tinctures fan. They sell some great vibrators, all sorts of sex toys. I have a butt plug from them that basically is how I have anal sex. You just pop in with some nice goopy lube and you can get all of these things. And the point I'm trying to make is that if you enter the code SAINT, S-A-I-N-T, you get 10% off. You can find them at shopnox.com, S-H-O-P-N-O-X.com. And at checkout, enter the code SAINT, S-A-I-N-T, for 10% off. Serpent Sluts love product reviews, and if you would like to be featured, um, email us, and we'll let you know the best address to mail us things to. Yes. If we like your company, of course. Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, we'll review it even if we don't. Yeah, that's that. That's true. We will review it even if we don't. So <laughs> you you got to be careful. But today we're going to talk about a company we like, which is Violet and, and Poppy. You can visit them at violetandpoppy.com. And I think we all have some of their stuff, right? We do. Can I talk about mine? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like I'm going a little back in time in internet culture, but you know Salt Bay? Yeah. And he like yeah. sprinkles the salt on the meat and it's just so much more magical. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you, there is this wonderful stuff, um, Diamond Dust, and it's, I'm going to read the description because it's beautifully, it's beautifully written. Sprinkle some diamond dust on candles for supercharged manifestation spells. Contains rose petals, lavender, rosemary, glitter, quartz, amethyst. And pyrite granules. And it comes in this really cute little diamond container. And it's just this gold, sparkly, magical, herb-infused dust. And it's really cool. It's really cool. And it's supposed to like supercharge your spell. So I was I used a purple candle, which is great, as Annabelle taught me, for creative endeavors to help with a book project I'm working on. I'm just like, I fucking just want to put as much like golden sun energy power happiness into this so i like salt bathed the you know the 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 diamond dust on top of it and it 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 felt really magical and really powerful and glitter is pretty and you can't go wrong with it so that's why i love my diamond dust yeah when you described what's in the diamond dust i feel like it might sound to listeners like oh it could be kind of muddy or a little bit murky because it has this like these natural minerals in it but it's not at all it is very vibrant and very magical. It's very magical, not murky at all. Very, you'll like want to use it as makeup, which you wish you could. Makeup is magic, but it's beautiful. I want to hear what else you guys got because I feel like throughout this whole thing, like you know, we get like little things shipped to us, and like I had been like sort of out for a little bit, and you guys just Did basically we? gave me like a cardboard box <laughs> full of shit, and we're like, here, take oh, this. I took the so, diamond dust and gave so you. So no, dude. Okay, I have. I think you guys unknowingly gave me like really cool shit, <laughs> but <laughs> I want to know what you guys got because I never knew. Okay, so I just want to say that Sophie and I are really generous. 
You guys are the most generous. We both took one thing from the box and we decided to give the rest to you. I have what? two I yeah. have two things from the oh, box. Oh, you, you have two things from the box. I think I, well, I it took one, but we wanted you to have the rest because we love you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We did. You guys are the best. Yeah. We, I was just I wasn't saying this out of a place of like negativity. I, was, I know. I'm just like curious about what what yes. shit you guys got cuz the stuff I it got. arrived. We each plucked a thing out. Yeah. But we want but we you weren't going to be in so we wanted to make you very happy. My heart's breaking with yeah. joy. Yes. And also the other thing for the listeners at home, it's like sure, like we all took something for ourselves, but like honestly, we could all borrow it from each other too. Oh my yeah, god. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But Casey, what I am genuinely very curious about the products you got because they were very different than what I tried. So will you tell me? I got like all of these really fancy stone infused perfumes, which, and one of them is actually called, it's hair perfume specifically. And like, I'm very into my hair. Casey has great hair constantly. Amazing hair. I, I have fluffy hair. It's very big. I'm a hair model. It can be any, she looks good in literally, literally any color. She'll, it's insane. So this, it's called Sacred Fire Hair Perfume, though, and it literally smells like like an artisanal campfire. You know, like when you like Ooh. sit around a campfire for a really long time, the next day your hair like smells kind of smoky, musky, like weird. Yeah. I fucking love that so much because like the big thing that I have with a lot of perfumes is that they're like either really floral or really citrusy and like... That's great, and they that's, like, kind of how we've taught to expect perfumes to smell. But these perfumes are not like that at all. Like I, I smell like a little woodland fire when I put it. And so, like, every morning I'll just spray it in my hair. And I don't know. It's like you smell like a little dirty, but, like, a little good. I, Fires I, are really difficult smell to capture. Yeah. I think all the serpent plots and probably lots of listeners... I feel like this has come up in various ways, but the scents I'm drawn to, yeah, are not like the, oh, pretty, like, wedding bouquet floral. Like, I like, God, like, on my partner, I just want to, like, put my head in his, like, armpit. You know, that to me is, like, perfection. I'm not, okay, Violet (laughs) and Poppy does not smell like armpit. It smells (laughs) magical, but I just really appreciate when someone making perfumes like thinks outside of the box and what isn't it, just making like floral precisely like, and know, thinks yeah. about what really engages the senses like especially for a witchy crowd who you know is likely really in touch with bodies and in nature and like different yeah. original scents mm-hmm. yeah and this this also like all of the perfumes so I have the sacred fire and then you guys also gave me this one that has moonstone and this other one that's like clairvoyant sensory therapy but all of these perfumes also have like little chunks of crystals in them which is really cute and like you shake it up and it makes this really really like appealing little jingle sound which is my favorite part about it but Violet and Poppy's stuff is really a great perfume for a girl who doesn't like wearing perfume nice yeah I have the Goldust Woman uh, Bath and Body Oil. Mm-hmm. It is mineral oil, sunflower oil, uh, sesame seed oil, jojoba seed oil, olive oil, vitamin E, vitamin A, and then there's like this like essential oil blend and some mica powder that makes it really sparkly. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why I grabbed this is because I really like, currently I'm really just enjoying working with the color gold and the sun Ooh. because... Gold and the sun conveys everything that I'm looking for right now in magic, which is warmth, abundance, truth, honesty, and also kind of this feeling of like 
eternal love. Like the sun loves you. Like when you go outside and you close your eyes and you like bring your face to the sun, like the universal love that like pours through your spirit is it's just so obviously there. So that's like an energy I've been really trying to purposely tap into. So that was why I took that product. And I really like it. I'm really happy with it. So we love Violet and Poppy. Check it. Check them out. Um, their website is violetandpoppy.com. V-I-O-L-E-T-A-N-D-P-O-P-P-Y.com. Um, their Instagram is Violet and Poppy. It's a... Uh, you know, the same spelling that Annabelle just <laughs> went over. <laughs> so go check them out. Hello, everyone. We are here <laughs> this evening with Darcy Wilder. She is a writer, a personality, a thinker, and a Twitter phenomenon. <laughs> and we are so happy she's here. We're having an amazing time she already, as you can tell. <laughs> five, five and a half. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Big fan. Yeah. So tell us, Darcy, what is your sign and what is your Hogwarts house? Oh, okay. So I'm a a Taurus. Cancer rising and a Leo moon. So any longtime listeners of our show know that we only have Tauruses come on the show as guests. We do only have Tauruses. Our whole Taurus season has been Tauruses. Yeah. I feel like it's an uh, it's a very washed over sign. Really, growing up, I felt that no one cared about Tauruses, which is kind of fine now. That everyone hates Scorpio, like I'm everyone's Scorpio. so mean about Scorpios and Gemini's. Yeah, are people great mean people. about Scorpios? Gemini, I mean Scorpios don't give a shit though. We're like, we duh, love it. fear us. No, we, <laughs> we, just, we just like the attention. It's we just like the attention. I like Taurus. My first um, my first boyfriend was a Taurus. That's not true. Oh. My first, um, the first boyfriend that you're counting today. My first boyfriend <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I was seeing someone that was a Taurus like last year, and I was like, oh, now I get the problem with Tauruses. <laughs> what was well, the problem? Yeah. It's just like moving in molasses. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> get out of your head and like, where is blind, like blinders, but not, it was like uh, Hans Molman on The Simpsons. Mm. And so the Harry Potter, I never really look like Wait, I. Okay. Oh, I've been following you on Twitter. Oh my god! You tried to watch all the Harry Potter movies before your twentieth birthday. Yeah, and my friend Anna in Toronto, who's the funny, she was like, mathematically, this isn't possible because it was like <laughs> twelve hours before my birthday. <laughs> um, but then I was like, I just wanted to do it all. Uh, you know, like when a binge, I watched them all within the week, and. Oh, oh yeah, I got into them, yeah. and now I'm having a hard time. And I was always, like, I wasn't, like, against it, but I was, it's just annoying when, like, with, like, comparisons to Trump and Hogwarts, it's kind of like, come on. But Wait, what? Like, you know how, like, everyone is always like, Trump is Voldemort and Hillary, oh, and, like, that, that tired yeah. thing. Yes. yeah. Donald Trump is not smart enough to be that, Voldemort. Right? No. That's no. what, that's, yeah, that's what I was so then I was thinking a lot about my house and I think I'm a Hufflepuff like at some point I was like maybe I'm a Ravenclaw because they like to read but then I was I was comparing Hufflepuff and it's just the signs of Taurus where it's like they work hard and are nice yeah and they're just yeah for some reason so many Hufflepuffs I know have like meltdowns about being a Hufflepuff but to see you embrace it like that is so lovely why are people scared to be a Hufflepuff people 
everyone it's like the one no one wants yeah it is. people are afraid of being nice that's what it is yeah they're Aww. like they're boring they're nice people want to be either super smart or super evil uh-huh. or like brave and it's like i'm not brave yeah. <laughs> so i think i'm hufflepuff which is like fine yeah i think there's a lot of i think hufflepuff is glam Thank you. They're lying to my face, but no, I'm <laughs> Hufflepuff is glam because you know what? I work very hard and I'm very nice and I'm glam. You're hu- yeah, but, but, but you're, you're a Slytherin. I know, I know I'm a Slytherin, <laughs> but I'm just saying that like those qualities of being of, of having uh, work ethic mm-hmm, and mm. being kind are are key qualities to success. Yes. Interesting. Wait, who in the series is Hufflepuff? I feel like there's no the, if there was anyone the hot dude. That was in Twilight too. Oh yeah, Cedric Diggory. Cedric yeah, Diggory. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> was Luna Lovegood also a Hufflepuff or was she Ravenclaw? She was Ravenclaw. She was Ravenclaw. Neville Longbottom. They always joked should have been in Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Gryffindor. I, I, I think. I it's think like a Gryffindor. really funny. Joke. One crazy thing that I didn't realize until I watched it, or until I was Wikipediaing it as I was watching it, is that it takes place in the eighties. Like I had no idea. Wait, really? Yeah, Harry Potter was born in like nineteen eighty one or something, and so, but you don't know because it's a magical place. So I was, so they don't have, they don't need phones, but they don't have them because they're yeah, they like don't need the technology 80s. like we do. Yeah, yeah, because which like, is another, they didn't even need iPads. Their newspapers already moved. Yeah, I kept on thinking that they were like gifts. <laughs> <laughs> like the moving pictures that they have, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I can't believe I fell in the Harry Potter. And then in a dark moment, I was like, Hermione's a great role model. And I was like, this is so amazing. <laughs> Hermione is, we can get behind Hermione, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I was assigned Hermione when I was at camp in, in like sixth grade, fifth grade. I had two best friends, and we had, like, the most massive falling out about Harry Potter and who was who. Like, the counselors got involved, you know. Oh, no. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) Who are you fighting over being, Hermione? Well, me and the person... So this person assigned themselves Harry. That's bold. It was was very bold. Yes, I agree. I agree, and so does Ron. And I was Hermione, and Ron... Me and... Wait, do Ron and Hermione get together? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, I was, I knew this. So me and Ron became mm-hmm. besties and we're kind of like, fuck Harry. This like. <laughs> just like in the movie. Just, oh my God. <laughs> just like in real life. And then Harry was all butthurt that we didn't want to hang out with her anymore. Camp counselors took our side and we're like, sometimes people don't want to be your friend, Harry, and you have to accept that. <laughs> it's honestly very true. But it is very true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> Yeah. Bold move, calling yourself Harry Potter. Maybe you should have yeah. taken a back seat on that. It's not likable. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Hermione. Am I a Hermione? No, no. I don't think you are, but I also don't think you aren't. aren't. It's a very limited selection to it say is. Harry, Ron, or yeah. yeah, Hermione. Are you like a dumb jock? Are you like a person who's like, oh, I'm really not great, even though everyone says I am? That's <laughs> an annoying. Is, Harry yeah. is like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the childhood trauma. <laughs> what if he just needs like eye movement therapy instead of? <laughs> oh my god, Harry! Yeah, yeah. he you probably know. does have undiagnosed. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. yeah, attachment issues for sure. Oh yeah, parental abandonment. He wasn't abandoned by his parents. His parents died. 
Well, he was still technically abandoned. Yeah, he was abandoned yeah. by the parental figures that were supposed to be. And his yeah. yeah. family was horrid. And they yeah. stuck him in a closet. <laughs> do you do magic, Darcy? Oh, no. But maybe. Have you ever cast a spell? No. So my dad dated a witch once. <laughs> she us told that. us that she was a, like a good witch. How old were you? Witch. 12? A good 12, witch. 13? Oh man, let's get into this. She was not. <laughs> it came out that she was a bad witch. And then I think my uncle dated someone that had like a dark magic book. Mm. And I was staying in his guest bedroom. And I kept, I had this like horrible summer, like whatever. And then a healer stayed there. And she was like, oh, there is a portal to another dark world there. And I was like, I've been sleeping there every night for months. Where was the portal? In the Upper East Side. In the Upper East Side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just a thing. And so I guess he had, he, the guy ended up being like a secret drug addict, so he would just go in there and cast spells and get really high for days. And so I've just been really scared off by those two experiences, but I do have a tarot deck. Ooh. Which deck is it? It's the, the right, the, the, the one, I was like, I want the classic. Yeah. Yeah. Right Very away. Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. I Very love Huffle, that deck. I almost, I almost got the small, the small spells. I think hmm. I just like her, but then I was like, no, the classic one. But yeah, I'm scared. Of, you guys, do you guys do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. We so do. you saw a pet psychic today. Yeah, tell us about that. But is psychic magic? Well, but it's like, not you casting a spell, yeah. but you're clearly magic adjacent. Yeah, magic adjacent. I've just yeah. always been very scared, but maybe I should read up, dip my toe. Saw a pet psychic. You should do whatever calls to you, and clearly a pet psychic calls to you. Oh, absolutely. What led you to see a pet psychic? Her name's Brenda. Brenda. Um, someone mentioned it. I was, I was like, at a job for two weeks, and someone that was there was like, oh, yeah, I'm a pet communicator. And I was like, I've been looking for a pet psychic. So I set up an appointment. Pardon me. Tell us about your pet. Oh, she's Coco. She, I just found out that she's older than I thought she was because of the paperwork. They, t- they said she was born in, like, 2012. It turns out she's 2010. Oh, wow. so And she's, she's a doggy, right? She's a dog. Sorry. She's a chihuahua mix. She's longer and bigger than a normal chihuahua, but she <laughs> looks very chihuahua. Imagine <laughs> someone describing, like, me, like, she's longer and bigger than, like, <laughs> the average so <laughs> The average so <laughs> Her torso. <laughs> we call, we tell we call babies long so they can't stand up. Yeah. But eventually we stop being long and become tall. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think of her as like one foot tall sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, it's so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but she's really nervous all the time. So I was really curious where she came from. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I gotta know. Because I Googled the woman that was on the paperwork thinking I was like cracking a case, but it's just a woman that runs a Chihuahua rescue in Southern California. So it's she was the second person, I guess, that, you know, like Coco went to her to the, the rescue and then the, the rescue in New York. So I just set up an appointment for my birthday because I was like, I just, it, I would have done it if it wasn't my birthday, but I needed to like, oh, it's okay that I'm spending $60 for a half hour because it's my birthday. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I have some ridiculous purchases lined up for November. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was like, what describe, uh, she just needed like, she needed her age, her, like what type of animal and her color. And then she like found her, she found her energy. But did Coco come? Obviously, right? Oh, it was yeah. over the phone. Oh, oh, wow. Sorry, that's, I should have mentioned. It was over the phone. She's in like 
somewhere. Oh, she's in Florida. <laughs> and when I was giving her my credit card info, I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel good. <laughs> but she said things like, Coco had a lot to say about her food. She wants vegetables. She wants me to make her scrambled eggs. And she wants me to know that she's had human food before. Have you given her human food? Like some, like a little bit of mine. I've never like cooked <laughs> and served her, but she's eaten like my food. Should I try to go into a trance and tap into Coco's energy? Yes. Oh my God. Can Would you, you do like that? me too? Yep. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take me a minute. Okay. I know what Coco looks like yeah. listeners oh. at home. So, um, because I follow Darcy and you should too. Thank you. And, um, is there any okay, way we please. can help? No, I'm just going to like chill out for a second and just like. I'm seeing a lot of seafoam blue, but dogs are colorblind, so I don't think it's her looking at something that's seafoam blue. Seafoam blue? Yeah. Okay, that's like kind of... So I got curtains, but I haven't put them up yet. Mm-hmm. They're still in this, the package room. Mm-hmm. They're seafoam green. Interesting. So maybe that's what I meant. But like that's... Yeah. Like a... Like, a, like that like thing. A, like, a, like a pool in the 1950s might be painted. Like that... Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like so a very retro-ish kind of... The, the pet psychic was like, she doesn't... She was like, you have a lot of light in your apartment. I was like, yeah. You have great. to put up the curtains for Coco. She said she didn't want curtains. She didn't want okay, And I was so like, oh, my God, they just got, came in the mail today. But she doesn't want them? Well, but- here's, here's the thing. So I'm tapping into her energy, but really I'm tapping into the entire space around her. So mm-hmm. Even though I know Coco can't, doesn't know these are curtains. She doesn't know yeah. they're curtains. She, doesn't, she probably doesn't even know what color they are. But I'm still seeing and feeling the room. And I almost do wonder if there was something interesting about how the curtains came into your apartment that she's confused about, or or if she smells something on the package Mm -hmm. that she is confused about that reminds her of something. Being an animal must be so fucking But she has questions around this freaking box of curtains. Well. And I don't think it means you shouldn't put them up, but she has questions. I mean, when she said that, I was like, I was like, I think not having curtains is an unreasonable demand of this dog. Like, I I can't. She doesn't know that they're curtains, yeah. and I'm sure that once you take it out of the packaging, she'll ha- or once the yeah. packaging leaves the apartment, she'll have a different so interpretation. My, f- my best friend lives in L.A., and was when she was here, she was like, what's with the burlap? Because I have just burlap hanging, because mm-hmm. that's what I always did in, like, college. Uh-huh. She was like, no, get, get cur- like, grow up. <laughs> Coco definitely really understands you when you speak. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. That was my instinct, but yeah. And I, I don't think she can speak perfect English, but mm-hmm. she, at, at least whatever doggy translation that's going on in her brain, she really understands what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think she wants you to know this, but I feel like I should be feel compelled to tell you that if you tell her something, she really does understand. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's so scary. I get really scared of, you like, do. everything. Well, I'm scared of ghosts a lot. You're... So- there are no ghosts in your apartment. Really? None. There, there are no. You're just saying there that. are no malevolent entities that are lingering there from that are not okay. your own spirits that are oh meant to be gosh. with you. Oh my gosh! Because I keep on saging it and smudging it. Maybe that's why. Okay. So you're doing a good job. Thank you. But let me let's see if Coco has anything else to say. I think she came from a nice place. I think she's mostly nervous about things like the weather or environmental things. Aww. Um, but I does, it doesn't feel like she's nervous about people or places. Okay. So she can kind of go anywhere and be with anyone, but like if it's too cold or too hot or if mm-hmm. like there isn't water nearby, like that kind of thing really probably stresses her out. Do you know okay. her birthday? Yeah. It's like, 
October something 2010, and I, which is later than I thought it would. Just wondering if she's a, we have a Libra or a Scorpio dog. I think she's a Libra. Okay. That is my gut instinct, but she didn't tell me that. She doesn't know astrology. That's, when I was talking to the site, the, I realized that she doesn't know, like, because she's, she's an animal. And yeah. I was just like, cool, we're going to be on the same page. And then I was like, oh, wait, because she was, like, talking about where she had been, and she was like, the woman with long hair. And I was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't know what things are because she's yeah. a dog. And she said that she liked a blue sweater, but, uh, but then I was like, she's colorblind. Maybe yeah. she, you got, you saw blue, right? Is there any way it's this something that was can, like, definitely blue? in the space that the curtains make sense? Yeah. There's also a gray blanket that she likes. Yeah, but she doesn't know what those colors are. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea that you did that. That's so cool. I don't do it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do it on command. I have to be in the mood to do it. I have to want to do it. If someone was like, oh, I want to pay you money to do it, I'd be like, to me, it's like being funny. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can be really funny, and I could probably be an amazing comedian, but if I had to like do a tour, I'd be like, sorry, I can't fucking come up with all that, like, yeah. you know, That's, all yeah. those jokes. You know, it's the same sort of thing. I think a lot That's of people cool. are psychic in that way. You get like a really strong intuitive sense, but you don't necessarily mm-hmm. aren't, aren't able to like, tap into that side of yourself, side of yourself 24-7. It's true. When you said... Before you said she's a Libra, in my heart, I knew she was a Libra, too. So this dog is definitely a fucking Libra. (laughs) So I'm afraid of ghosts, too. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared of them. Ghosts are scary. Um, You grew up in New York City. Yeah, you did, too. I did, too. Um, So 9-11, what was your 9-11 like? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My parents didn't let me, didn't want, my parents let me stay home from school that day. Because, like, they were going through a divorce. So I went to a diner with my dad. Wait, so were you staying home from school before it happened? Yeah, so I wasn't at my brother's at school. My parents decided to get a divorce two days before 9-11. Oh, my gosh. Damn. Wow. There's some parallel stories happening. Wow. That's crazy. So, I mean, mine was pretty muted. Um, I mean, I knew people in my building were around there, but, like... We were worried that my uncle, because he goes to LA a lot. We were once once that was found out, it was like, all right, cool. But I don't know. I was eleven, so I just didn't really understand. Mm-hmm. But then I think, well, when I did mushrooms, I was then I understood. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've always been just scared at night and scared of the dark. And then there was this moment when that which my dad was dating she <laughs> picked these two terrible movies like it was like we we're going through a hard time and she picked out movies for some reason we didn't pick them out and she picked um the sandra bullock rehab movie 28 days li- yeah 28 days oh which yeah yeah i i like that movie yeah i like enjoyed that movie as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the sixth sense and i was a <gasps> very anxious Holy child fucking shit. so we the were scared fucked up my entire universe oh it, it was did. so oh my yeah. gosh yeah. Wait, so the one that kept me up for months was the, the mother in the kitchen when he goes to pee in the middle of the night. And was she, she like, the suicide? Comes, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I did this because of you. Because of you. Which is awful. Not to go back, but I saw unrelated. Un, I was in the Caribbean. I grew up in the U.S. territory, the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. So 9-11 was a very interesting experience because it's a place that you know is technically... America, but you don't, we have our own 
government. We don't get to vote in federal elections. Um, we don't really get treated like we're part of America. Um, so it was a removed, you know, school was canceled and we were all sent home. As an indirect result of 9-11, I saw my first person die. <gasps> is that how I told you the story? Yeah, but yeah, do you, you want to share I it? haven't heard it. It's so... I will never skydive. I think people who willingly jump the fuck out of an airplane. Anyways, Virgin Islands, we were like, we should do something. And we had a chili cookout on this beach. And a good friend of my family was like a, an extreme sports guy. And he, his whole thing, and mind you, this is the first time I I was in middle school and I was drunk for the first time or one of the few first times we had been drinking our parents vodka and filling it up with water which like I feel like I would I don't know why kids do you think that works side note like do you think that tr- parents get tricked if you drink their vodka and then fill up with water nope no no okay <laughs> well that's what we were doing that and and his plan was to jump out of an airplane with a parachute with an American flag strapped to his back and land on the beach. And we're all going to watch and be like, yay, America. And this so is after 9-11. Right after 9-11. This is right after 9-11. This is like late. This is like the second or third week in September after 9-11. And so I'm standing on this beach right after 9-11 drunk for like the first time. And his parachute just doesn't open. He just no. hits the sand. And this this sound, like there was enough people in front of me that I saw, like I didn't see impact, but mm-hmm. I just saw like, yeah, he's hitting the fucking sand. But the, the sound, sorry, of like the crumpling and the that has like never left me. And then the guy I lost my virginity to died... He did something even riskier. He was in one of those squirrel, you know, it's like flying squirrel suits that people are into. But he flew into a cliff and died. So <gasps> I like, Whoa. so I do not, I just got really, I don't, extreme sports, not, not for yeah. people. Ugh. But that's my, when, you, when I think about 9-11, to be honest, I think about that day on the beach and the God and, and, and how, you know, just like imagine like being like getting all riled up. Like we're going to like, yeah, America, we're eating chili, even though we're mm-hmm. on this like, Island, you know, no one pays attention to it. And look, look, he's Eddie's jumping, but his parachute just didn't open. That's, That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, that is also very nine eleven though. Because right? like when it, so like the when I did mushrooms, I realized that they were like die. Like I was like, like, wow, we've seen that image, and that is the image of like a mass murder and people jumping out of buildings. Yeah, like speaking it's just with, very. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got really dark on this um. What do you do when you see a ghost? You, I mean, you freeze and you're very scared. It's not. Cool. I mean, I've, I've guys. Been, yeah, I want to talk about my ghost experiences because I'm friends with ghosts. I like enjoy ghosts. I have fucked up ghost visits. I had a really, really close friend growing up who was a ghost. What is going on? <laughs> okay. Please go on. <laughs> so I grew up in Buffalo, New York, in this little shitty small town named East Aurora. But fun fact that I found out after befriending this ghost was we had one of the oldest covered racetracks in the United States. And the covered racetrack, like, went over, like, where my house was. And we actually had these big, like, concrete blocks that were, like, from the construction of that racetrack. And 
Her name was Emily. I feel like I just had, had dreams of her where she was like a stable girl and got like trampled and murdered by a horse. But like she would just like hang out with me. I think she was like lonely and just like wanted a friend, kind of would tell me stuff. She was like one of my close friends for like two years. Hmm. I don't know. I'm like not afraid of ghosts at all. Sophie, I talked to your like the woman who died in your apartment and she like hooked it up. She like, got me a rent controlled apartment. This was like one of the first spells you and I did together. Yeah. Like ever. And so I had just gotten a pendulum and I started getting really into pendulum spells, which is literally like, let's talk to dead people and see what they have to say to us. It's sort of oh. like Ouija board. I mean, you can do it for other things, but I use it mm-hmm. to talk to dead people. And Sophie was like, I think a woman died in my apartment. I was like, Sophie, we have to talk to her. We have to at least... I feel like with ghosts, if you're afraid of them, they, like, know they have power over you, and they'll, like, fuck with you, or they'll, like... Sounds like a See, fucking they know. dude. Yeah. Yeah, they know, but if you're just like, hey, what up? Like, they're just like... I have to I have to disagree. I don't think all ghosts know. I think in a situation okay. like 9-11, where people well, that's have... True. A sudden death. A sudden thing. Yeah. I like, don't, what do I they don't think like? That does remind me that there is this one thing... So senior year of my of in college, I was like going through a hard time or whatever, and I couldn't be alone. That's when I like really couldn't be alone because I was just so I had seen the I had drank an entire bottle of wine by myself watching the others, <laughs> which is like Nicole. And I was like, I'm because I thought I conquered the fear of ghosts, so I uh-huh. was like flexing, and it didn't work <laughs> out. And then I think I would like wake up, like the guy I was dating. It was I, I was in a dorm and the. Like in an apartment dorm because it was senior year, and anyway, so um, and I like made him wake up with me and watch me pee in the middle of the night because I couldn't be alone. Very scared, and and then I was in LA with my uncle, and I couldn't be alone, so I was sleeping on the floor of his room, um, at like the healers. He's friends with like a healer, <clears throat> and I had this nightmare. Like I was half awake, half asleep, or whatever. Just that like something was like choking me. I have like weird throat stuff and I was just like I woke up like screaming and he started laughing at me because he thought I was like crazy and then he told me like a prayer that I just like started repeating every five seconds for the next like however long it's been so net which is like cool and then then I got it like tattooed on my stomach which really hurt but then I was like did it lose I kind of feel like it maybe lost power but then I was like I don't know like my number one thing is like whenever I'm scared I'm like let me just get a tattoo of some good energy I do that too yeah. Yeah. I like, Most of my tattoos are from times of crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I have two notes. One, Tauruses always have a thing with their neck. The, I, I, aren't they, there's like a throat thing? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that, you know, Casey, who befriends ghosts wherever yeah. she goes, <laughs> is a Scorpio. Like, Scorpios are supposed to be friends with ghosts. I talk to my dead grandma, like, all the time. I have her, like, photo hanging in my, like, altar room, and I, like talk to her. Scorpio is oh the sign gosh. of death and decay. Taurus mm-hmm. is the opposite sign. It is the sign of life. Wait, really? And vitality and not ghosts and not death. So it makes sense that you and I, who are on the other end of the spectrum, I'm not a Taurus, I'm an Aries, yeah. but still it's this new life thing. It's like... My brother's a Scorpio. It's Gross. like... <laughs> I have a yeah. Scorpio moon. I'm like, all right, ghosties, if you need to show me what happened to you, I'm here. But I also would rather not because I would like to mm-hmm. be in control of my psyche. You love it so much. Although I do actually think I was once possessed by a demon. What? 
Yeah. Tell us. Well, this was like really shitty, actually. Do I you want to share it on the podcast? Yeah, I'll share it on the podcast. This was, I was in a super abusive relationship in the McKibben Lofts mm. um, when I was living there. And it was with this guy who was literally like a fucking demon incarnate, horrible sociopath, absolutely awful. But my roommate started seeing a dark figure that would stand outside of her bedroom all the time. And she actually moved out of our apartment because she was like, there's some fucked up shit happening. And I actually think that that was like, I had like somehow born or like attracted this like fucked up energy. And there were like times where I was like in a really fucking dark, horrible place. And I would literally like straight up movie crazy shit where I would write insane shit and not know where it was coming from all the time. Wow. Yay. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved out of that apartment, it went away. Mm-hmm. So there was like some crazy shit going on there. But yeah. That's I like, like a big fear is for me is like that the space, also because of Rosemary's Baby and like New York Rent. Because I mean, my grandma died in my bedroom, which creeped me out for so long. Oh, whoa, yeah. And well, that's why I kept saging it. And there's so many Do you want me to that- tell you what the best antidote to ghosts is? Yes. What? Money. Really? Yeah. I'm unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't take it with you when you die. Money and valuables and and goods and materialism is very opposite the spirit world. Yeah. So even if you don't have cash, if you just maybe print out some pictures of it and hang it up, Mm -hmm. if you kind of indulge or embrace in a... In, in materialism, make a material girl playlist on your, you know, oh. music app. Make a, you know, just make a mood board Wait, on but, your Pinterest about But I still don't have spirits in my apartment, right? You said. Oh, yeah. My psychic sense is that there aren't any. Okay. I think that you do have your own elementals and spirits that are around you always. Ooh. That are protective energies. But oh, nice. I don't think you have any other, like, lingering, you know, things happening in your home. Okay. But just in general, to anyone at home or if you're just yeah. like, I'm not in the mood for ghosts decorate and involve yourself in very materialistic things and you can do that in sort of a chaos magic way by just simply printing out photos of dollar bills and putting it up around your like work desk or somewhere that you might feel is a little haunted that's so interesting I also like in terms of guarding against ghosts that's like you guys I'm really into ritual magic and like chanting and my biggest advice for that is always cast a circle and close the circle whenever you do a spell it just basically keeps all of like the bad shit that are gonna like fuck with your spell and like make it bounce back at you and it's like super easy to cast a, a circle I know a lot of people who don't do that for their magic, and I'm always like, what the fuck are you doing? No. I heard that closing the circle is important because I hooked up with a guy, and he had black magic tattoos, and I was like, oh, no, because I'm <laughs> crazy and scared of it. Yeah. And um, and he and I was explaining, because it was right after that um, haunted portal to another, uh-huh. I don't know where, and I was telling him about it, and he was like, oh, he probably didn't close the circle. Yeah. <laughs> you got to close the circle. My favorite is the Lester banishing ritual of the pentagram. That's what I love doing at the end. Uh, that's why I love doing that every day. I haven't done it every day in a long time, but that's like my favorite thing to do to banish anything lesser around you. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Wait, so how I, often do you guys do? Can I? How, like, yeah. Is it like a like yeah. a daily, like a morning? We, it depends on how single I am. <laughs> so true. No, <laughs> that's, that's how like, we were single. I am. We did spells. We would do spells. <laughs> 
on the hour. Me and Annabelle are, like, work together a lot, and we'd be like, okay, time for, like, a spell tarot break. Like, like, let's see if, like, anyone loves us yet. <laughs> yeah, but when I'm in a relationship, just for, like, maybe maybe once or twice a month. I've stepped up my game. I mean, magic is a part of my life every day, but maybe not a full spell. I have a quick question. So I have horrible, I have, like, so many sleep problems, but I have horrible night terrors and nightmares. Like, I literally wake up most morning in... A, a panic because I've, you know, have like just been very violently raped, you know, in a very realistic dream. But I, the <clears throat> few times that I have been convinced I've seen ghosts, it was so, so, so realistic. And, you know, like seeing a human that I did not know, like in my bedroom, in my space, but it was, I had woken up in the middle of the night and seen it. So do you, does that count as seeing a ghost? Should I write that off as night terrors? Do you just have to trust your intuition? That is, I would guess it's not a ghost. I would guess it's an astral being or Uh another kind of entity, but not a ghost person. Not a ghost that lives in my apartment, but something that I attracted during my fucked up sleep. Maybe that you didn't attract, but they were like passing through or they could be projections of your own psyche and part of, this is getting into some very complicated things, but I some people believe that each cell in your body is an entity. Mm -hmm. And if like you have, if you ate something bad, you could be digesting a bad entity and then you'll see it in the night, you know, and then you're going to shit it out and it's gone. But like these things are kind of constantly passing through us. Mm. Each, each atom in the universe could be considered an angelic being that goes into a whole other different branch Mm. of magic that, we don't have enough time to go into right now, but Casey, I'm curious to know how often you cast spells. Um, I probably do it like once every other week. I do them always on Sundays for some reason. Sunday is the day that I do my magic. Huh. Sunday is a very powerful day to do magic, in my opinion. I love working with the sun. The sun kind of shines its light and makes shit fucking happen. Yeah, I think I do it and like I'll do my big spell and then I'll do like my tarot reading for the week, which is like, what do I have to deal with? I have a hard time though with spells. I feel like every time I do a money spell, it works. Every time I do a love spell, it fucking never works. I I don't know. You know, we are better at some things than others, as a therapist once told me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't mean you can't learn or that you can't practice or that the muscle won't grow. Exactly. Yeah. Is there like a good primer book? My favorite primer is A Witch's Primer by Ariel Lanson Grail of the Druidic Craft of the Wise. And it's not a book, it's a podcast. Oh. And it's several episodes, and it's a really great beginner's thing. And he's really cool. And not, it's, I'm, I'm afraid of ghosts, and mm-hmm. I'm a really big wimp in many ways. I don't like using like Ouija boards. Like, I'm scared of everything. I'm very anxious. But Ariel and the, and the Druidic Craft mm-hmm. of the Wise podcast have never freaked me out. So okay. to anyone listening at home who wants to get into this stuff, but it kind of scares them, that's just like the best place to be in because it's not scary at all. What have you been up to lately? Hmm. I've been less on Twitter and more writing off of it, which is crazy. Oh, wow. I didn't call myself a writer for a long time because I didn't, like I was just like, would not publish typical short stories or articles. Do you want to tell us about the book that you wrote? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's called literally Show Me Healthy Person (laughs) on Tired Books. That's funny because I've always pronounced that differently. I've always said literally show me a healthy person. No, that's, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm uncomfortable. I have throat things. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not comfortable speaking out loud very often. That's how I say it too. That's, yeah. yeah. And it's a great title. Because that's like the title. inflection of like. Yeah. 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 But it's called a novel. It's like, it's, I mean, it's a narrative. There's not that much punctuation in it. It's kind of like half memoir, half epic poem. It's like what it is. It's like not for everyone, but it, some people like it. I love it. Thank you. How I'm, can I get it? What's the best way? Just like Amazon it? It's on Amazon. Yeah. Support indie bookstores. Support indie bookstores. <laughs> it's at. It's always at McNally Jackson. I just did a thing with like a display with them where I just recommended some books, which is up now, oh, which is cool. cool. The one on Prince. Cool. But I'm working on a proposal. I'm just trying to treat writing like this is corny, but like I just got into like how to write books. And, like, they're all, like, treat it as a practice. And I was, like, okay. (laughs) And just thinking, like, that was, like, because I would always just only write when I'd, like, decide on a project and write for it, which was just really a way to abandon projects and get really freaked out with perfectionism. Uh Oh, I also read this great book that I recommend. Takes, like, an hour to read. And it's also really corny. Well, okay. It's called Your Art Will Save Your Life. It's on, like, Feminist Press, I think. Or uh-huh. maybe, might be on a different one. But I think it might be. Anyway, it's by Beth Pickens or whatever, which is just, like, a great way to think about your art. Because, every, like, everyone, I think, got fatigue from, like, like the horrible world that we live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the, there's this great line that she just repeats over and over where it's just, like, artists are people that don't have spiritual wellness unless they're making work. That's so true. The book I'm reading, I've been reading for, like, a year now, Woman Who Run With Wolves always talks about how, like, dried up the soul gets. How do you write as a practice? Yeah. Like me? Or just, yeah, what does the book say? So one of the books that, like, was recommended, that is, like, it's a book that you get in, like, high school or, like, prison. <laughs> where it's, I no. did, Like, it's in the foreword where it's, like, most people, because it's, like, a basic how to write, like, uh-huh. how to teach, how to tell your story. Uh-huh. And she says to, like, get a spiral notebook and handwrite and fill up the notebook every month, which oh, I wow. haven't done. Like, that's too intense for me. But I do wake up and I do, like, the morning pages where you just, like, meditate and write. Uh-huh. And then I do a page of prayer because whenever I pray, I feel like I didn't pray hard enough where I'm just, like... Like, I asked for something, like, just writing it out makes it yeah. like real or whatever. Your casting you're, spells. Yeah, your casting spells. That's a letter of intention right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. See, I got tricked into this. <laughs> so what like, kind of prayer? Like, what? Um, like, a general from? thing. I'll like, pray. Catholic upbringing or just I was raised Catholic, but it's not, like, Catholic. Yeah. I, so the prayer that my uncle told me, which is, like, was trying to find out where it came from. It's Father, Mother, God, bathe me in light. Is that like a thing? It's beautiful. It's very nice. Yeah. I love it. I like that it hits like, it's not just a male gender directed prayer. Yeah. And it's just like about the people that like physically make, like I like, it just seems more non-denominational. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like a general light thing. But I'll pray usually to remove fear. Uh, I'm supposed to pray for people that I'm angry at, which is very frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) I just Um, did some work on that this weekend. It's hard. uh, Right? I just do. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly, like, fear to not be selfish, stuff like that. And then I'll notice when I don't, when I, like, skip a day, and I'll, like, try to, like, do it in my head, but just, like... But so the writing is a practice. I was working on a thing that I shouldn't, probably shouldn't mention yet but it was with other writers for two weeks which was really cool and it was just writing stories and that was really helpful 
And so sometimes I'm like, so like the proposal I'm working on now, it's like nonfiction and like, but like kind of weird genre stuff. But I feel like writing without a point is very helpful. Hmm. I do recommend just writing down the bones, which is like the book. Yeah. So Darcy, if people want to follow you, how can they find you? Oh, I'm on Twitter as three 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 four three 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 three. Or just type in Darcy. Um, D-A-R-C-I. What, what about Instagram? How can we find your username? Oh, it's come, 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 come. Might be another come. <laughs> People have gotten other, like, have done one less or one more, and I just block them all. Where it's like, don't do this. <laughs> thank you for letting me say that. Yes, thank you. Thank you for coming on the Serpent Cast. This is it was a big fan. Our pleasure. This is so I'm wonderful. Learning Arabic, so Tasha Rafana. Oh, oh, look at that. Nice. <laughs> what does that mean? It means our pleasure. Oh, nice. <laughs> and you would say back, Al Sharaf Ali, the pleasure is mine. <laughs> assuming, <laughs> assuming you had a nice time. <laughs> I'm just imagining being <laughs> like the fighting over this. We want to say hello to the newest member of. The Coven, the Serpent Sluts, Jen, who has become our patron on Patreon. If you want to be like Jen and join the Coven, find us at patreon.com slash the Serpent Cast. And if you want to follow me, Sophie St. Thomas, for lots of sex writer content and way too much about Satan, you can find me at the Bowie Cat. That's T-H-E-B-O-W-I-E Cat. David Bowie and Kitties. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, even though I rarely post, but I do post on Instagram, which has the same handle, and there's a lot of selfies and cat pictures, which are great. It's Ivy St. Ive, I-V-Y-S-T-I-V-E. You can keep up with my daily and my monthly horoscopes by following me on Twitter at AnnabelleGat underscore. You can also follow me over at Instagram at AnnabelleGat. <laughs>